All right, three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? And welcome back to Nerd Stuff with Ian 2.0 podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Ian. In today's episodes, we're going to talk about the newest Marvel trailers that just dropped, which were Werewolf by Night, Secret Invasion, and then actually, I think it's just literally just those two because the third trailer is. The She-Hulk mid-season trailer, which if you want, actually, I'll throw in my first thoughts of She-Hulk so far with that. Because I figured She-Hulk's been kind of the topic of discussion, per se, on the internet as of late. So, let's just kind of get into it. Let's just, we'll start with Werewolf by Night. And, whew. I actually am excited for that. I think, if anything, like, I've heard about it coming out for a while, and I'm glad that Marvel's committing to it. I'm glad Marvel's doing something different, and they're going more with a horror aesthetic, which to me makes sense. You know, for all the characters Marvel has, not every character can be a cookie-cutter Avenger at the end of the day. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. You know, not everybody is meant to be an Avenger. You know, not everybody's an Iron Man, Spider-Man, anything like that. Nope, not everyone's meant to be that. And watching the trailer, you get that tone. You get Marvel wants to experiment. And I think that is ultimately very good for us comic book fans And especially for people who like New Mutants, I think New Mutants, to me, did a great job of trying to bring in the horror aesthetic. Now, if I'm being honest, I do wish they had pushed farther into it in a lot of ways. I really do. I think it would have made the film even better because to me, it felt like (laughs) Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors if you really want to put it out there, which is kind of funny to put it that way, because, you know, New Mutants technically came out before that movie was even thought of. So, thank Chris Claremont kind of for that. But uh, to get back on Werewolf by Night, it definitely set the tone for what it could, what it's going to be. You know, you really didn't get a lot of it. You know, man, Like, in the trailer, you do see Man-Thing, and it's all in black and white, which I thought is a very good aesthetic choice to me. I think it gives those old, you know, Slaughterhouse, or not Slaughterhouse, Grindhouse-style movies, you know, that it gets that aesthetic and puts it out there. You know, in the trailer, I was surprised. There was some crazy stuff, like one person lost an arm, the... One lady who, who, whoever she was dealing with, started attacking her when she put her arm through. Like, there was just some crazy wild scenes. And I'm not the biggest fan of horror movies. My wife is. And I thought they did a great job of really trying to encompass that. I hope that they really do push that forward. Just because it's something necessary. I think in... Just the comic book medium at this point. You know, bringing that out there and really having some fun with it, I think is worth the time. Worth just 
doing it. Because I think, if I'm being honest, a lot of people are tired of the basic cookie cutter superhero style movies as of late. And and I think it's just been, and, and it's nothing wrong with it, but it's just not had the same. After we got Infinity War and Endgame, I feel like everyone looks at that as like the peak of superhero films. Like there's nothing going past that. And I do agree. I definitely feel it. But that was a build-up, in personal opinion. There was there was never really been one single superhero movie that just really outshined the rest. Now, people can argue the original Superman, Spider-Man 2, you know, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. You can you can argue a lot, or at least the Dark Knight, you can argue a lot with that one. And I just feel like, unfortunately, they've not all of them have really been, you know, that gold standard. And I think changing it up, giving fans who aren't traditional, like the superheroes and tights, stuff like that, you know, just that kind of just that flip again, that in all intents and purposes, Blade with Wesley Snipes did. Totally a great move, in my opinion. I think it's a powerful move on their end. And at the end of the trailer, you're seeing Werewolf by Night, Werewolf by Night transforming, and the lady just flipping out. Crazy. Now, there were characters within it, I think, that were shown. Everyone saw Man-Thing, which I thought was a very interesting pull. Because, to be honest, Man-Thing's kind of a very forgettable character. And then one of my buddies said, he's like, yeah, uh, I could say, is I think is it Eliza Bloodstone? I can, I can never for a reason pronounce her name, but she's also a, you know, supernatural hunter. She's in there. She was in, uh, I guess to, she was in, uh, oh God, was it Next Wave? Lord, like I... I sometimes have trouble remembering just kind of where she's been. So it kind of just sets up, there's more characters out there to play with. And I'm completely okay with that. Some people are probably going to read me on it and be like, oh man, you don't know about her. I'm like, eh, that's fine. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll do what everybody else is doing. You know, look it up the character once it's actually there. You know, get some knowledge. Look up some stories. You know, just do have some fun. But uh, yeah, I think overall... The Werewolf by Night because I'm not doing a full breakdown of it. It is a great step forward for Marvel. And it's something different that I think they really need in the superhero genre. Alright, let's go to Secret Invasion trailer with Nick Fury. So, that one, to me, like the tone was set from the jump. Like, I'm glad that we're seeing more of a divide among the scrolls. I think that is definitely a good thing. We don't know why the, what the scrolls are really looking for. We know there's two factions. You have the good ones from the Captain Marvel movie, and then you have the more of the tyrant type that I think most of us from the comic books 
are really familiar with, which to me, I'm completely okay with. I like the fact that they're doing a, you know, for what it looks like a civil war among them. And within the trailer, Nick Fury asks Rhodey, he's like, do you know your security detail? Like, how well do you know them? And I like that that paranoia is played into. I like that they really are going into the espionage side of it, which a lot of people love from Captain America Winter Soldier. You know, seeing that side is great. I think every one of us wants to see it, especially having Nick Fury, Samuel Jackson out to fight aliens. You can't tell me that's not... Like, the fact that this is not a movie is insane to me. Like, just... <laughs> I'm just laughing at the the prospect of just Samuel... Like, if this was a movie and it was just rated R, Samuel Jackson had so many funny one-liners. But then again, that's just me. But uh, I'm definitely excited. And I think they do a great job with that trailer. The only thing I personally have an issue with is the fact that this is not a bigger Marvel event where you have all the movies having to deal with it. Like, I think it would be interesting. In all honesty, it's a great story. And the fact that it's not taking coming across the MCU and all this stuff just yet is in going to be very, very interesting. And I've got my thoughts and ideas. I'll wait till they drop another trailer for it. And once the series really starts up, I think a lot of people are going to get extremely excited for it. And to me, this seems like the, you know, the change. I know a lot of people have had issues with phase four. And if I'm being honest, phase four, I looked at as a rebuild. Because you build up, you know, phases one through three, phase one, not their strongest, phase two, even stronger, because it got, you know, the momentum, you know, who you're about to face at the end. Phase three, you know, was the, the mountaintop and where we peaked. And now we've gone back down to the peaks and valleys where they're rebuilding. You know, now we all know Kang is the main villain at the end of the day, thanks to Loki season one, you know, and especially now that he's going to be in Ant-Man and the Wasp quantum mania, you know, you, and he is, his name is in the next two, you know, Avengers movies. Cause we're not going to have an Avengers movie until phase six. And I think that's when we're also supposed to get fantastic four. So, I think phase five is going to be a good one because it's going to be the ramp up of like, Hey, we are, we are on track. Like everything's about to start just going ham. And I think fans are going to be excited again. I think a lot of fans, unfortunately were mad with Thor love and thunder. And some people didn't really understand, you know, Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness even though I think Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness did, for me, 
was a good movie. It built forward, you know, Doctor Strange's story and Thor Love and Thunder. It is a story that I feel like had a lot of potential, but it moved forward a narrative, which we're going to get Hercules versus Thor. Let's be honest, we all need a knockout drag fight with Thor. For Thor, and end of the day, I think it just makes sense. Chris Hemsworth still wants to do Thor, and they just need a good writer. One that really wants to bring that in and not just be straight comedy. They need, I hate to put it this way, but you kind of got to go back to Craig Kyle and Kyle Yost, who did Ragnarok, and really balanced out along with Taika Waititi's kind of style, which someone else is probably going to do their own interpretation of it. And really kind of make sure that it's not just comedy for comedy's sake. And make sure it's put in there properly and the action's well done. That's just my thought. But uh, let's get to She-Hulk so far. Let's kind of crank this out real quick. Just because I know She-Hulk has been a topic of a lot of discussion. Particularly... (laughs) Particularly her twerking scene with Megan the Stallion, which I'll be honest, I was cracking up at just because I'm like, the fact that people were getting mad and making the meme of Tony Stark died for this, like, dude, it's a show. Like, if I'm being honest, have none of you guys read a She-Hulk comic? None of you guys really recognize She-Hulk is supposed to kind of just be the antithesis of a fourth wall breaking character that, you know... She's just having fun. You know, it just because you're not happy about it, like, it's okay. It's a show. We can kind of move forward. There, there's particular reasons for it. I'm just letting it, ha- ha- or letting it happen. You know, it's something different. And if I'm being honest, She-Hulk's always had sex appeal. It's always been a part of it. The fact that she twerked, that's the thing that gets you. I'm more stunned by the fact, like, I, I, the thing that had me laughing harder, I should say, is imagine having to explain that to the visual effects artist that had to do that scene. To me, I think that would have been the funniest conversation. And just have them be like, well, this is about to be a very interesting day for me. Like, I, that's what has me laughing. And that, that's just from the thought process and the idea of like, okay, like there is, you know, this crazy idea. They're going to throw out there and just them having fun. I think that to me was just good for that. Uh, But I guess to kind of go over just the kind of first four episodes, just kind of give my quick opinion of that and then go into them. The tray, the mid season trailer. Uh, Overall, I think it's doing well to move a story forward. There's a lot of plot threads I'm curious about. The fact we saw the Wrecking Crew. The fact that Abomination is quote-unquote, you know, reformed. The fact that there's been so much emphasis on Wong. And, you know, Titania. And now we have the plot thread of Hulk going back to Sakaar. There's a lot of things that I think this series is doing and just expanding out. That I feel like... If we're really putting out there, there's a lot of Marvel Universe stuff that's going to go. Especially do, especially with the episode that dealt with Magenstein where you had this elf from, or I guess this Asgardian, I guess technically is what you should put it as, who 
was abusing their power. You know, was shape-shifting everything like that and was betraying people. And I think that was a very interesting idea. And it gives the idea of, like, not everything's what it seems like with having new Asgard on Earth. Not everybody likes it. And it's just showing how crazy the world is for for the MCU right now. You know, it's jambled up. And there's really no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's just, you know, it's different now. And I think that is what the tone of She-Hulk attorney at law really is. Things are different. And dealing with changes and the differences that are coming from it, definitely, you know, there's growing pains. It just is what it is. And I think overall... So far, the series has done what it's supposed to do. Move a narrative forward to help expand the MCU. Now for the mid-season trailer. Man, oh man, have a lot of us been excited for Daredevil since we saw the teaser trailer way back when. The fact that we know he's coming, that Matt Murdock, or Charlie Cox, a.k.a. Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, is finally showing up in the MCU proper after we already got Kingpin. Everyone's excited for. And I think as fans, that's what we should be excited for. So overall, I'm excited for the next couple of episodes. I think it, if anything, I'm just excited to see what they're going to set up for Daredevil. And I think a lot of people are. A lot of people want something different. And I think that is good. And overall, I'm excited I'm excited to see what else they're going to do with Abomination. I'm excited for, you know, She-Hulk now having a big villain in Titania. I'm curious to see what Daredevil, why Daredevil is going to be helping out or working with She-Hulk. You know, I'm curious about a lot of it. And I think, from my perspective, that's good. I think, as a fan, that's what's important. And overall, that's what we should be expecting. From, you know, the MCU at this point, you know, nothing crazy, nothing, you know, nothing less than what we know they can be. And I think a lot of fans as of late have struggled with that, including myself. And I have to remind myself sometimes that is entertainment is not the comic book. If you want to read the comic book, you go buy the comic book, you support it, whether it's Dan Slott's run, whether it's John Byrne's run on She-Hulk, whether you want Chris Claremont's X-Men Whatever. You know, there's plenty of it. And I think as fans, that's kind of what we got to remember. So, in the end, you know, I think they did well. I think they overall have done well with She-Hulk. I think the new teaser trailers for Secret Invasion and Werewolf by Night, they're exciting. And I think that as fans of Marvel, and particularly the MCU right now, we should be excited for them. So, go have some fun. Watch the show. Stop complaining. That That's it. So, uh, let me wrap this up. You know, as always, you guys can find me on Anchor, Poppy, and wherever you listen to your podcast. You guys can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And, you know, if you guys have questions or you guys want to talk about anything, I'm always down to talk. That being said, you guys have a great day. Later.